Oh, wait, you're listening. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. <coughs> you're listening, listening to Radio Lab. Radio Lab. From WNYC. See? Yeah. Ooh, no, 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 that's awful. I'm putting my headphones back in. <laughs> this week at a staff meeting, our producer Tracy Hunt told us a story. Really, it was the story of a moment. From the weekend, uh, as the protests in response to the killing of George Floyd were really escalating. Can you hear it through my headphones? If I, put my I just asked her to tell me that story again on tape. Okay, so you were listening to a certain song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happened exactly? Can you set the scene? Yeah. Yeah, it was Saturday, and I had been feeling pretty sad all day. Just feeling kind of grumpy, and I was like, okay. You know what? Self-care Saturday. Let's just take a really long, hot shower, wash your hair, smell good, feel good. And so I did all of that, you know, and I was just feeling very good physically for the first time in a while, actually. And I decided I was going to play Nina Simone. Baby, you understand me now. I just... Typed in Nina Simone and, and Spotify and just let them Put a spell on you. to start, you know, picking songs for me, basically. I wasn't really being really specific. No and I opened, um, so I have a balcony in my apartment and I opened the door to let some air in. And I'm just instantly a barrage with all this sound. This cacophony of police sirens, people chanting, and then all of a sudden in my room, the song that was playing was uh, Backlash Blues by Nina Simone. And I was like, whoa. What is going on? <laughs> like, wow, this is a very weird sound experience right now. Backlash. Backlash. What is that? What is that? What is that song? Just for people who don't know so it. So, Backlash Blues. She actually wrote it with um, Langston Hughes, great Harlem Renaissance poet. He wrote the lyrics, and she wrote the, I guess, the music. And um, and the song is just like. Who do you think I who do you think I am? Raise my taxes and freeze my wages, send my son to Vietnam. You got me in second class houses, second class schools. Do you think all colored folks are just second class schools? Mr. Backlash, I'm going to leave you with the Backlash Blues. I'm going to leave you with the blues, yes I am. Wow. I mean, other than the... Vietnam reference you're seeing really on the nose for right now yeah like wow like this is Nina Simone in 1967 singing this out and is like a, a warning a, a prediction or something like talking forward to us 50 years yeah and one big question over this weekend and I think we're gonna have this question for a lot is like everyone was like why is this happening now and I'm like literally this is why it's happening. This is, it's right here. 
when things keep piling on, piling on, piling on, you know, there's going to be a release. And, and, you know, you look at the last couple months and it's just been pile on and pile on and pile on. It's coronavirus, virus that's killing mostly black and brown people. It's, you know, unemployment. And then you have like three really horrific um, killings of black people in three months. It just felt like there was a building up of stuff and it almost, it, it kind of made sense. Yeah. And so it, it was just a really bizarre moment. And then I listened to... Um, Sunday in Savannah. At the beginning of this recording, she's saying something like... Glad to see you. Happily surprised that so many of you. We really didn't expect anybody tonight. Oh, I'm so glad you guys came out tonight. I, I didn't know that you would because of everything that happened. And I was like, wait, what happened? Huh. And I did some Googling and I found out that um, she performed three days after Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated oh, wow. in Memphis. One more. Sunday in Savannah Hear the whole creation Shout and praise the Lord So she had dedicated the whole show to him. And Everybody knows about Mississippi Goddamn She sings Mississippi Goddamn. And then there's like a couple moments in Mississippi Goddamn, which also once again feel kind of prophetic. Like this is a very angry song already, but then she kind of has like a moment where she's, she just kind of like has this like kind of ad lib moment where she sings. Good God, you know, the king is dead. The king of love is dead. I ain't about to be nonviolent, honey. We're not about to be nonviolent. And there is something very, I don't know if alarming or strange, or I don't know what the right word is, but there's something kind of amazing to think like, these are the songs that she's singing for Martin Luther King Jr. And she's saying, yeah, let's get violent, you know? What's going to happen now in all of our cities? And I should point out that, you know, when she was performing, several cities in the United States were burning because there were riots in reaction to Martin Luther King's death. She also... Last year, a year ago... She has, like, a period where she just starts talking and she's talking about other... Black artists who've died. Cold train left us. Oldest Redding left us. In the last few years. You can go on. Do you realize how many we have lost? Then it really gets down to reality, doesn't it? Not a performance. Not microphones and all that crap, but really something else. 
Um, like she's just, and she even says, I don't know how to feel anymore. I'm just so numb. We can't afford any more losses. Oh no. Oh my God. They're shooting us down one by one. Don't forget that. Because they are. Killing us one by one. And hearing her say that, like just, They're shooting us one by one. Yeah, it's just... I don't know, she's just so necessary. <laughs> we just need her so much. And I just keep thinking, like, what would she be thinking about this moment? Um, what would she have to say? And I don't know. She, I, it feels like she already said it. Yeah. Anyway, um, I found this quote that she said, um, how can you be an artist and not reflect the times? That to me is the definition of an artist. Um, and I know that like one thing we were thinking about doing is reaching out to musicians and finding out how they're reflecting the time. And I'm just gonna be having, um, and I think even just in my work, I'm gonna be thinking about this challenge. How can you not reflect the time? That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I kind of don't know if I'm up to it. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, you know, I, I, I think we're all feeling that from very different vantage points. Yeah, I think we, we all are. We're all feeling a little like, I'm, you know, I feel like every black journalist has this. Whenever this happens, a lot of black journalists, we get on our little in our group chats and we're like. Is journalism really the thing we should be doing right now? <laughs> is yeah. that going to save us? You know, like we go into this profession knowing that like we're going to be entering mostly white spaces, but we do it because we really believe in serving our community. Um, and, you know, when moments like this come up, you you doubt it and you're just like, is this really <laughs> what, what else should I be doing? And mm -hmm. I, you know, I... I keep coming back to like I I think I'm in the right place. I I do, but every I'm not sure. Um, it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. He had seen mountaintop, and he knew he could not stop. Always living with a threat. Dead ahead. Come on, Sam. <laughs> 